you just want to shove woodchucks up his ass. Yeah. No. What? Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Bowls and bites and bowls and bowls. Bowl, bowl, bowls and buds and bowls and bowls. You spark one up. Smoke weed every day. It is on, folks. Dance and move your legs around. My good time, boy. My darling. We should try to track down that smoker. This is a new live son of a bitch. I also know a thing or two about cannabis. Not if you were stoned at the time. <gasps> Getting high? Did you see her breasts? She wasn't wearing anything. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's Saturday. That's weird. Because you're listening to Bull After Bull. What does that mean? <gasps> it means it's a special episode. We call them Bulls with Buds. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And back by popular demand, it's Mary Kate Ultra and make heroism. <laughs> Indeed, it's actually a Mirabelle lightning strike. And Maverick Flintstone. I'll be damned. We get a little just... switcheroody. <laughs> no, no, you were right. You were right. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I knew Sorry, it. We, got, we got toast on the brain. Stephen Toast. <laughs> Stephen Toast. What Clem was Fandango. Can you hear me, Clem Fandango? Because <laughs> yes. I certainly can hear you. Oh, yes. Man. How have you guys Thank been? Thank you. Good. Well, you know. Yeah, we're doing doing pretty well. Keeping busy. <laughs> adding things to the list. I see you guys. Taking some stuff off. Working here, working there, working everywhere. Uh, you got to work hard, play hard. That's my philosophy. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what y'all have been doing. For, yeah. For bowlers who are new to this whole weirdness, we... Do bowls of buds every so often, not all the time, but lots of times. Whenever we can get some bowl, uh, some buds together in the bowl, we sit down. We have one of these things, and the numbers have just been giving for make heroism and Mary Kate Ultra. We talked to you on two forty, which is dyslexic four twenty, and then sure is. Uh, you guys were in Uranus for two fifty. This is uh, true. And then we had you back 260, and now it's 280. Episode 280, and you're back again. Yeah. Because uh, why not? Bowl. Why not every 20? It just seems like. Uh, it just feels right. Yeah. I was like, wait a damn second. I know what we could do. <laughs> 280's coming up. <laughs> yeah. We could switch things up, but that would just be. I do know. Why change? Yeah. We could do the same old thing, man. <laughs> 
We yeah, but win. we're so glad. We're so glad to be here. It's such a fun time talking to you guys. And, um, you know, me and uh, Laurian have been doing homegrown hits yeah. every week. And that's been awesome. And I've been missing you in the post show because I know you got, you know, you got that night class. Uh, but night class. It's, kicking my it's ass. Nice to have you here yeah. hanging out. I'm glad to be here. Finally. Mm-hmm. All back together again. <laughs> the game's oh, yeah. back together. Yeah, this is my last week at Evening Teaches next week until, you know, the next time. But foreseeably, <laughs> foreseeably, we'll see. I don't know. They come rear their ugly head every so often. <laughs> mm. Mary Kate Ultra, you said something interesting in the last Homegrown Hits post show. <clears throat> oh, I did? Yes. <laughs> well, you say lots of interesting things all the time. But one thing that just popped up in my mind. Is that we've been on this tens kick like every ten episodes of Bowl After Bowl, and the week of Bowl After Bowl two seventy or it was like right after two sixty nine was yep. when we debuted Homegrown Hits. Yeah, and in my head I was like, "This counts. It this counts. so yeah. counts. It's two seventy. Yeah, it was a huge event. <laughs> and now here we are, yeah, ten episodes later, just keeping it up. Now that's that's crazy how that worked out then you guys and the numbers it's wild it's everything just syncs up well i'm a numbers man so <laughs> I've i'm heard a that numbers about you. man mm. we some numbers men out there we got different numbers in here though yeah these <laughs> numbers man i'm telling you i saw you hit uh the triple threes today in the karmas yeah delorean uh Got me at three 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 karma in the IRC chat. That sounds about right. You were at three three two, and I couldn't hold back. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it when you see it. It's that close. You gotta commit to it. Don't it's only me hanging with blue balls here. You gotta, <laughs> gotta make me at three three three. That's right, baby. Just one more karma. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. So you guys have been up to all sorts of stuff. Um, homegrown hits, like you mentioned. I'm just kind of interested because I sort of uh, it's it's very weird for me. There's this like show, right? And I've helped a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff, and I've like popped in and out. But I'm just like still outside of the circle, and so I'm interested to kind of lay down homegrown hits origin story. From both of y'all's perspectives or both of y'all's sides of things. Okay. Do you want me oh, to wow. start? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I'd like to hear uh I'd like to hear DeLorean's side of it. Okay. Well, Boobery was doing a music show, uh, and that was the first time I heard a podcasting 2.0 music show using the split kit relay. So and it, well, the first time I saw the split kit relay in action, I think was actually during behind the schemes on an intermission. And I saw the album art flashing up and links to the song. And I thought that's so fucking cool. And then Booberry started doing before the schemes and I just loved it so much. And finding new music is always fun. And with a lot of these demu artists, the decentralized artists, they are people that I have not heard their music before. So it was guaranteed to be all new stuff. And I thought, man, I should start a music show. I could do that. I could learn it. And also, I'm kind of sick and tired of being 
second wheel here at Bowl After Bowl. Spent, <laughs> second. I don't, yeah. Well, you handle the feed and everything, all the technical stuff. That's all mm. you. So during the post show, I help you with some tiny things and I do the show notes, but I always just stare at your code over there with my eyes glazed over like, holy shit, that's a lot of fucking words that don't mean much to me from over here. <laughs> and so I wanted to figure that out and I didn't know how. Um, I don't have a music album ready to release or uh, anything, uh, you know, just ready to go. So I thought, well, you know, a music show would be a great challenge for me that I would like to rise to the occasion and start doing and an excuse to use the split kit, which I wanted to use to implement chapters in bowl after bowl. So I slept on it a couple nights and on one bowl after bowl, I was like, we got to talk about it, you know, get it out there into the ether. And you, Spencer, helped me come up with the name for the show to keep on the weed theme mm. of Homegrown Hits. Homegrown Hits. Homegrown and hits. so I announced it on Bull After Bull and was like, yeah, I'll be starting this in the near future. And then Mary-Kate Ultra hit me up and was like, hey, you want to do this together? You want to collaborate on it? And I said, hell yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's my half of the story. <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy so you're we listening to um bowl after bowl and we heard you say that you, you know you're thinking about starting this music show so we had been we had come up with this idea um uh i don't i'm trying to think of the timing i think it was early in the summer um, we've been sitting on the idea of doing a value for value, um, music podcast with, you know, uh, the, the self-hosted songs, but we also at the time were considering, uh, Wait Lake songs and whatever, but we had this idea. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, uh, a, a huge part of it has to do with, uh, Booberry and, and his music show, whatever, but <laughs> You know, like his uh, before the schemes and all that, we were, we had this idea. So, uh, make heroism came up kind of with like the the whole skeleton of it all. Like, okay, at first we thought about doing two different music shows. One would be two guy hosts, and another one would be two girl hosts. And we knew a couple of people in real life. We wanted to bring. Um, people from outside of the community into it. And that's where Daisy B. Cooper came from. Um, she, she, uh, she, you know, like never did a podcast before, but was completely down with the idea of it. And in our heads, it was kind of like, okay, so it'll be like a college radio show. It's okay if you fuck up. Like, it's okay if you don't really know what you're doing. We're just earnestly trying to play music that uh, people are self-hosting and just get the music out there. So we were sitting on that for a while. Then I, th it was funny timing because I think it, we were doing one Bowls with Buds episode with you guys. And that day, um, we were thinking about maybe bringing up this idea about doing a music podcast. But that day, um, Adam Curry announced the Boost the Grand Ball. And mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> bring it up today on the stream. Like, let's just like, I don't know, let's. Let's just mess around. So we recorded a pilot, uh, me and Daisy. Um, and 
it was... <laughs> It was very interesting. It wasn't going to be a live show because we didn't know how to do a live show at all. We just wanted to get started with with something. So um, we recorded it. It was pretty interesting uh, and hilarious. I kind of want to hear back at what it was now. But um, uh, stuff just kept not aligning. I was trying to run all the crap on my laptop and then we found out like ah crap I'm gonna get need to get a new computer this is there's a lot of stuff that we hadn't considered it was just kind of one thing after another getting in the way of it and then we listened to uh bowl after bowl and DeLorean said oh I want to do a music podcast and (laughs) and make heroism was like you got to text her like you got to text her right now and and ask her to to join forces because everything just kept going wrong. And this was something that was going right. And I was like, yeah, I I would love to work with Lorian on this so badly. It would be perfect. And and I I mean, I, I texted you and you got back to me right away. And then I also was like, hey, but I have Daisy. And, you know, for a while, I wasn't sure if she was going to be down. Actually, for a while, I was wondering. I had an, uh, a couple of people that I was trying to get involved, but everybody's just so busy. So I don't know. I, I was like, but Daisy was consistently there and I wanted to, again, bring somebody from the outside into the community and you were all for it. And your only stipulation was it all has to be self-hosted. And I am so glad that you had that stipulation. I, I, it's so important to me that that is the focus of our show because it, it, it's just the world needs it and I don't care if it's like five people who hear it I'm just glad that it exists so yeah that's uh definitely yeah we're stronger together I was absolutely so excited when you hit me up and you're like hey so uh, (laughs) maybe I can get in on that and also I think if you still have a copy of that episode that pilot you recorded with Daisy that would be such a super awesome secret release someday (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we had uh Abel and the Wolf on there. Uh I think Rusty Gate. I'm trying to think of all the tracks that we had. We did have uh we did have a couple uh, wait late tracks, but we were trying to put on more just exclusively fully self-hosted tracks um that d- didn't have a connection to anything other than, you know, their own website. But yeah, it, it was so the original idea was really like let's not talk about the music at all. <laughs> it's <was> really oh. <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> and it got kind of strange and philosophical. So I I think it's it's pretty fun. It would be fun to listen back to. I will cringe for an eternity, but I think it would be fun to listen to <laughs> for other people. <laughs> That's what episode 1s and zeros are for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Make Heroism was saying the other day, you guys aren't even in the double digits yet, and you're growing and learning every episode, and Mm -hmm. that really motivated me. Yeah, there's like a much tighter flow than the first show, like noticeably. I mean, it was was good from the beginning, but it's just like you guys are like getting traction and chemistry with each other, and it's, it's really cool to see, actually, if I must say. Yeah, that's... Uh, the number one advice I give for people who are like, how do you do the podcast thing? Or how do you get started? It's just like, start 
and just do it every week and just keep doing it or every, you know, drive. you pick your, yep. you pick your frequency and just like stick to it. Just keep doing it. And, uh, that can be the hardest part though, is the commitment to do it every week at the same time, the same day. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's, it can be tough. It's very tough. Mm-hmm. But, but that's, yeah, that's what holds it together. Yeah. And that's why it's great to have an accountability partner and <laughs> not do a solo show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you were saying you're tired of being second wheel and, you know, you're trying, you're doing, you're running it, you're doing the RSS. And I'm just trying to have a wheel. So, like, you know, I'm Aww. getting started in my own way. You're, you know, you're doing your own thing. And Daisy, it's similar. I feel like we're all on different levels um, of this project of we're all learning different things. And it's it's great. And I, I love having an accountability <laughs> accountability buddies. Like I it's something that I I need. I need this routine. I I didn't want to do a live show because that was the thing that was I, I was the most hung up on is the idea of doing a live show. Oh, that's so so scary. Um, but I really love it, and I love the 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 bonding with the people in the chat, and then the the post show. Everything is so organic, and I can't imagine it any other way now. Yeah, live is lit. It's where the magic is at. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clutch to have that live music show because, as as far as I know, like you guys are the podium. It's uh, Adam and Boobery and you are like the three live music shows. As far as I know, I don't know anybody else doing live music. Yeah, I think yeah, and that's another thing that I yeah I forget too is yeah we're one of the the only ones and you know there there's also always room for more and I love how open uh, Delorean you are with with uh, talking about other music shows because we just want to grow this community we want to get more people to make more music we want to have more outlets and platforms for this music it really is a movement and it's it's so cool to be a part of it yeah i think no agenda is really to thank for helping me move into an abundance mentality specifically with the round table because it just keeps infinitely growing and there's always a seat for anyone that wants to sit there, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and value for value. It's like, hey, there is literally room for everyone. We're all already here on Earth. We can all do our own things and be appreciated. And I just don't see a need for, you know, I don't feel competitive against any of the other shows. It's like, this is my show. If you are interested in homegrown hits, then you'll come hang out in the hitter with us. If you're not, then you won't. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the moment that you're competing is the moment you lose. Like you feel competitive, I should say. It's a race to the bottom, really. Yes. Yes. Um Yeah, and what are you chasing? And I mean, yeah, the numbers yeah, there's, like uh mm-hmm. <laughs> down roads. <laughs> Yeah, but I like that abundance mentality, uh, especially because I've, uh, in the past several years, have been working on this lack mentality. It's kind of like survival mode instead scarcity of scarcity mentality. Yeah, 
Yeah. Instead of thriving, you're just surviving and you view everything as an emergency. You got a big swollen amygdala. You're upset all the time. I got my scraps. Yeah. You're always Mm -hmm. scared. And then you don't, you, you don't make time for things such as creation and and art and community because you're just so, your vision is so, um, I don't know. Like it's focused on. You got a horse blinders on or whatever. Like so narrow, such a narrow viewpoint of like, I got to get, I got to get my little bit here and there where I can my, my little bit of free time, like, or whatever. And it's like, dude, like, you know, if you work like a regular job or whatever, you got like six hours at night, basically before, if you got to get up at, like a reasonable time in the morning or whatever. You got like six hours before you go to bed, make the most out of that time. Like, yeah, it's not much time, but six hours is still, you know, that's a decent amount of time to do shit. That's how much time I have at night after work, after we eat, like all that shit, like regular everyday shit. And you can put that towards anything and people choose to just like, Oh, I'm going to like watch the sports or watch the whatever and like yeah we watch shit but like it's i don't know you got to fit your the stuff that means something to you into that time and if you don't like you're gonna feel like shit about what you're doing with your time and that that eats on your soul definitely well i always thought too like the ability it's important that ability to take joy and take like partial ownership of everybody's wins you know like Oh yeah. A lot of people see somebody else out there doing something and feel like that oh they did that so that's me losing, you know. Or they did mm-hmm. that so I can't do that or yeah, it's, you like feel jealous of them cuz they did something that you haven't done yet. But in this community, oh man, it's like we're all part of each other. Yeah. yeah. And you get so excited when you see a new cotton gin <laughs> bot pop into a chat like the split kit <laughs> relay. It's like holy shit. He did a thing. How can I use the thing? <laughs> How can I be a part of this? It's exciting. Yeah. Everyone's win is our win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. Just, even if you feel like you've got a dunk after everybody else makes a play, like <laughs> there's never going to be, there's like millions and millions of other people and there's just one you. So you could never do that. Like, it's just an absurd mentality. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really actually, the peak insanity to live your life that way, to think that everything is all about you. And it also is a great disservice to yourself. I know personally, if you're going to live that way, you're never going to get anything done and you're never going to please yourself because you think you're trying to please the community. You're trying to please an- another person. You're trying to get approval for some from something, but really you're just trying to get approval from yourself. Mm. And it's, it's already there. So, I mean, be a cheerleader for people. Be a cheerleader for yourself. Um, that's the most important thing that you, that you can do is to create and to share joy and to not feel bitter about some someone else's creation. That, that That's, I don't know, that's the basis of misery for me. No doubt. No and doubt. it's silly. <laughs> Very silly. You clown. You clowning. <laughs> yeah, you're really signing up to feel like insecure about <laughs> pe- your peers basically like doing better than you. And yeah. it's like, or, what, what do you mean better? Better than what? Like, what do you, 
because yeah. you want to be doing just do it. Exactly. Just do it. That's do a good it. saying. We I should. wonder if anybody's used that. We should use it. <laughs> <laughs> Self-hosting. Just do it. Just doing things. Just doing things. Mm. Uh, speaking of things you're doing, I also have had the opportunity to share the link to the catalog you guys have been hard at work on. So you guys have like curated on the Homegrown Hits website a catalog of all these songs um, that are kind of self-hosted, decentralized out there. Which is pretty kick-ass. It's something that has been needed for so long. I know people have asked about filters to find songs. And here the MKs are making a catalog at homegrownhits.xyz where you can find only self-hosted songs. Fucking epic. Well, and I remember like I boosted in when you had Stephen B on and about like oh like could this be easier like could you have like a section or whatever on the site and he kind of like you know hemmed and hawed a little bit which i understand like mm-hmm. most people probably wouldn't interest it probably wouldn't be worth the time and effort on his part so i was like you know what fuck it like let's just see what we can do on our own with you know, the homegrown hits site. And I, I just kind of like started messing around in WordPress or whatever. And then, you know, kind of just came together the way it did. And the dude, the, the podverse players are beautiful. Like oh, they're, they're little embedded players kick ass. I've been, yeah, I, I should have long ago put those on my site. Uh, when I published the, uh, show it's, I'm just such a fucking, like, yeah, I get stuck in molasses in my flow, you know? And so when I'm publishing the show, it's just like autopilot. Yeah. And it's very hard for me to make a change unless it's just like, if, if the inertia is there, if, if other people kind of shove me in direction, that's why we have chapters. We should have had chapters for the longest, but then Lorian's over here using the split kit and learning the thing, which Booberry had been like telling me to do for a while. And he's like, you know, it's not hard. And I knew he was, of course, like, uh, once you do it, you learn it, and then it becomes not hard. I mean, I know that. I've been saying that about other shit for the longest. But it's just that, it's that time, uh, that first time doing it, you know? I <laughs> Just like, I'm in this rut of, this well, is how go, I do it. You don't go on a diet until your pants start to, like, become hard to close or whatever, you know? Mm, yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. You don't make a change until it starts to hurt a little bit, like to not be doing it the other way, you know? Mm, yeah. And like, I already use a friggin' iframe, but just for the, uh, the freaking pod bean that I'm still on. <laughs> so it would not be that hard of a change, but yeah, maybe I'll do that. The other thing too, that's keeping me from changing the current site too much is that I'm working on this new site. <laughs> which has been ongoing like 20 months worth of fucking with things and uh, getting closer and closer many times, just throwing it all the way and starting with a completely new framework. And do you know when you're going to unveil it for the world? I don't know. I have no idea. Pick a date, like a wedding, invite everybody, you know, to go to the website before, before 2027 that I can promise you. How about, 420 2024. Ooh. That's a date. Yeah. 420 <laughs> 2024. <laughs> it's 
many years earlier than Spencer would like. <laughs> if yeah. I can get it done by then, I'll I'll, I'll kick up the pace. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> well, see, you're a busy you're... guy. You got you got a family. Oh man, <laughs> you got that, a lot going on. That's why oh, you God, need a deadline. That man's got a family. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, you know. You set uh, a deadline. You got that fire under your ass. Mm-hmm. And Abel, Abel Kirby was good at that when we were doing our album. He yeah. just like showed up to uh, one of our Abel crafts one night. Was like, hey, so. We're going to publish the album on Christmas Eve. <laughs> he just said this one night during an Ablecraft, and I was like, fucking devastated. <laughs> I was like, no! What were you planning? Like, you just were like, oh, oh yeah, yeah we'll like, do this oh, in like a year or two. We're going to work on this forever and have this show. And <laughs> See, yeah. Me and okay. my friend Abel. This yeah. is the thing. Yeah, so, all right. Make heroism and DeLorean. You guys are great in this way. You tr- you true neutral son of a bitches, son of a bitch, something <laughs> like that. You both you both are so good. I prefer at- bastard actually. So <laughs> all right, all right, you bastard. <laughs> so you guys are so good at pushing people and like in a good way, like to get shit done. I didn't want the show to be live because I wanted to make it perfect Mm. before it was released and the day i texted uh delorean about it she you know we all we all talked that night i think or the next night it was soon after and you were like oh should we do it live and yeah we'll do it next week and daisy b was like yeah that sounds good and i'm like uh yeah perfect yeah i'm totally cool with Mm -hmm. the spontaneity and just doing it yeah i was planning on you know not ever really releasing this but yeah okay yeah let's do it sure i'm I'm ready (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like this this is like months of like make heroism like being like come on we gotta we gotta shoot the pilot we gotta do this we gotta do that and i'm like ah can't we just wait forever and then say we did it but yeah. i'm so glad for you guys pushing me um that's why i yeah. i relate to that a lot because <laughs> you and me are pretty much the same person and <laughs> chaotic for sp- good for spasmoids like us it's like uh, we want to feel ready and also are incapable of feeling ready <laughs> yes yeah you're never ready and like but you're you, never not ready you could be like, ready you probably are ready but feeling ready is just out of the question <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't exist. Like every time I get in my car to leave my house, I'm like, fuck, shit, something awful is not on me. Like I need, uh, I don't know, I, I couldn't tell you what it is, but definitely yep. something. Yep. I actually <sighs> forgot your head at home. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me. It really has happened to me several times. I just left it at home. And then I just, yeah, I, pull I out, relate to that. Drive around and it's just never an issue. Yeah, because you make it work. Yeah. See, that's the thing. We that's our skill. We can we can make it work yes. with whatever it is, and that's why we're like, no, no, no. It's fine that we keep we keep pushing it off, but the and then we're like, no, nah, it's all right. We could, yeah, we'll do it. We agree to stuff that we don't we're nervous about because mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Saying Maybe. saying yes to every motherfucking thing also helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, but uh, speaking of saying yes to things, I I need to record over your beats. I've uh, listened to them. I enjoy them all. Make heroism, but I just need to uh, write and do some stuff. Hey, take your time, man. 
Not too much time, but take your time. Mm. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do it probably. At, I I will have one done before the website at least for sure. <laughs> I found my stupid lyrics for that Slim Shady uh, <laughs> cover. You I was finally found the I notebook. Finally found them. It was I tore the page off. <laughs> yeah, and so it was just in a stack of pages. So we were looking for a notebook, but it was mm. just a single piece of paper, which totally threw us off the trail. <laughs> No. That'll do it. And now, Wait, like, do it. Slim Shady covers? Uh, uh, he, he was doing something with yeah. uh, Sir TJ, right? That's right, yeah. Like a, like a little COVID's back action. Although now the <laughs> Middle East is blowing up, it's, like, totally overshadowed. But, hey, whatever. That's still going to be funny. Yeah, that's whatever. And I don't have to rewrite it from scratch now, so I'm, like, almost certain to do it. Yeah, I've been talking to Tunta about doing some... Uh, some stuff too, yes. like that, that postal service style, like I'll send you some shit and just like, you know, mess around a little bit and then send it back to me. Mm, yeah. Yep. That's, that's how we do these, uh, out of body experience albums, <laughs> whatever the fuck <laughs> this process is, man. It's rough. The first time when, uh, Abel and I ran through it. That was like a real big challenge to work on this project with somebody you're not sitting down with, and especially musically, because you can only just add your piece during your time. Like, you can't sit down and even have like a jam sesh or like flesh things out, you know? Right. You can just come and say, Oh, this is what I pre recorded, and, uh, you know, what do you think about it? And what do you think would go with it? And then, I don't know. It's such a it's such a weird dynamic. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not. I've never been like a jam jam it out type of musician. Like all the stuff that I've ever written, I wrote on my own, and and or like you know, her and I have like I've done a thing and then been like, all right, here's what you're gonna do kind of shit or whatever, or like the stuff that I'm sending you or like have sent people in the past. It's just like, here, I'm going to send this to you and then just do whatever you want. Nice. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is that I'm attracted to about that. I like, I, I was a fan of, of that group, the postal service, like when I was Mm -hmm. younger and I heard their like story or whatever. I mean, Ben Gibbard's like a, big loser in my head now though, but oh, <laughs> that's a different, different subject altogether. Um, but I like the idea of just like, do your thing, uh, over the thing that I did. And if we have to rework it, fine, whatever, like we'll go with the flow then, you know? Sure. Yeah. There is something unique about it for sure. It's like, uh, those writing exercises. Sometimes we did in school where somebody would write, a paragraph and then you just pass the paper back and do that like seven or eight times. And then everyone's got this story that has eight different people's contributions. I, I remember kids doing shit like that with like comics. Like it'd be like, mm. you know, at the lunch table, like somebody would draw one square of a comic and then you pass it down the table kind of shit Ooh, yeah. and draw the like, and then you'd have like a full comic by the end of it. And it would probably make no sense. Mm. I don't know. The, be- the best things make no sense. Blind contribution or whatever. Like, I don't know what it is that I'm like, yeah, like, we don't have to do this thing where 
we're just kind of like messing around for hours. It's just like, let's cut the shit and fucking just put some shit down. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll cut it or modify it to be what we want it to be later. That's your producer brain. Yeah. You're a very producer brain <laughs> guy. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. edit it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the way to what be. We want it. Just like, you know, everything's kind of clay at that point, you know, like just start molding it to be what you want it to be and cut the fat, you know? Exactly. Uh, well, we'll fix that in post. Oh, he didn't even have the money to fix that in post. That is the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. I feel that in my heart. <laughs> yeah. I've also just daydreamed often about the whole, like, oh, rent a cabin in the woods for two weeks and everybody just, you know, blasts out and makes the thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's my dream, too. Forever. Old, old school, like 70s, like rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rent the mm-hmm. place, bring all your gear. Yep. Bring a tape machine mm-hmm. and a desk mm-hmm. and just have at it. Write a record in three months. It's run the blood of some people, but the people want drugs. And now I'm a wizard. That's what you need. Bring drug him. blood. You gotta bring, you gotta the, bring drug the wizard blood. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> as mad as a wax banana. Banana. Uh, shifting gears a little bit. Oh, I guess I should uh, catch up on some of these boostograms because you just heard one. Yeah, this is also a value for value show. Because that's how we do it. Uh, value for value. V for V. It's the way to be. In a nude podcast app. And we've got some people boosting in for the live, this new live son of a bitch. Starting with Cotton Gin, who kicked it all off. Ooh. 3333 sets from the split kit. Oh, very nice. Very hipster way to boost these days. Um, <laughs> and by the way, the awesome thing about value for value is we split it up for all the guests. So like we're all taking a quarter. It's four of us and we just split it four ways and a little chunk to Isobot, a little chunk to Boostbot. Forever and ever. Yeah. So you're listening live or you're listening uh, down the road. Yeah. 33 years from now. Yeah. Sats still go where they gotta go. <laughs> Man, that would be so cool. 333 years for now. In 2056. Sats in my grave. Yeah. 2056. Grandma, the boost still works. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford 333, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, Cotton says, chase Sats. So, yes, we will. Get over here, Thank Sats. You. Get back here. Oh. Put them on a leash. <laughs> Get their harness out. Uh, 25,000 sats from NetNed. NetNed, I love him. Thank you, NetNed. On uh, Fountain, he says, boosting buds on buds that are buds. <laughs> I think I'm high. Well, so high. Good, I you're think in the, you're in the right spot. Oh, so high. There you go. Uh, and then we also get. Hey, Citizen boosting in. 26,969. That's 269.69s, basically. 69! 69, dude! Thank you, Hey, Citizen. Coming in from Podverse, he just says, JAM! In all caps. That's our jingle That guy's a melody machine. 
He's cranking them out. Cranking them out. Cranking from the chicken coop. Cranking in front of everybody. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. stronger than having it be done in front of a crowd. Yes. So thanks, everybody, for boosting. You can also interact with the show by hopping in the IRC, getting in the bowl, uh, pound bowl after bowl on zeronode.irc.net, or, or call in, ask the uh, lovely MKs a question on our voicemail line, 816-607-3663. Ba-bam. In the coop, ITC, he says. Oh, <laughs> cheers. Gotta get that bonk, show. Bonk. Cheers, I'm make, buck, buck. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to go get a time machine and I'm going to become an, uh, a producer of 80s sitcoms and I'm going to get you guys to all go back in time. And it's going to be the Hey Citizen show. You guys are going to be his, uh, his uh, adopted parents who teach him how to be an American and <laughs> you raise him in the chicken coop. And it's the most wholesome show in the world. I think that's great. Hey, citizen. <laughs> It'd be so fun to film like a throwback campy on purpose type. Uh, yeah, Because you wouldn't even need like the great equipment. You just mm -hmm. get that old shit, you know? Exactly. And then it looks how you want it to look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. If the line is fucked up, you just dub it over. It'd be hilarious. That, oh, yeah. that old shit probably costs a pretty penny though still it's true. real old, i was yeah. looking at uh like a crt tv recently because i just want one to have. <laughs> yeah um uh, should have and dude like the people are selling them for hundreds of dollars mm. it's insane and then there's the free ones but you, you know i mean you don't know how reliable that is especially on like craigslist or whatever it's like what i don't know <laughs> what i'm buying here you gotta it's free, but you have to come to the basement all the way to the back. I can't believe Craigslist still exists. Do people use it? I've never used it. Oh, yeah. Do you Did, guys use it? I uh, got rid of our couch on Craigslist. Nice. Not that well, long I'm glad it still works then. Mm -hmm. I, I Yeah, anything, I guess, that isn't Facebook Marketplace, I'm a fan of. Just because <laughs> I don't like things being behind Facebook because I don't have one. They got Damn. rid of like the chance encounters and all the, uh, the uh, fun stuff. That's what I was just looking for. <laughs> Misconnection. Hookery shit. Yeah. <laughs> what is this hookery? Hey. A foot. Misconnections is still up and going, at oh, least on the Kansas City yeah. one. And I see a post here Friday boobies. It's been a long week, <laughs> and now it's time for some boobies. So, ladies, let's get this Friday started. Big or Wait. small, I love them all. Hey, that's not a misconnection. That's some guy looking for boobs. That's a guy using uh, the old uh, format uh, that got banned. roses. Yeah. Come on, guys. Send him some boobs. It's the least you could do. M4 boobies is what he's trying to post to, but that's not... <laughs> it, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I found a misconnection, though. Short shorts. To the guy at Lake Jacoma sunning at a shelter house. Lost contact. Let's try again. <laughs> Lake Giacomo. Giacomo. Oh, let's try again. Oh my God, bro! One more time, poor bastard. Ah, uh, uh, we're getting ready. We're getting ready to really get into the bowl. We're going behind uh, our little curtain over here. Uh oh! In just oh, a yeah. moment. Whoop! Yeah, there it is. Yeah. I know what that. It's a real curtain, you guys. Yeah, don't get it tangled. <laughs> it's still oh. untangled. It's like uh, pristine. Uh-huh. We kept care of it. <laughs> yeah, kept care. You have to tangle it up before July next year when we all get together. 
for yeah. Boobs' birthday. I'll just so knot we can it untangle all up it for, again. For old time's sake. All we have to do is roll it up again and put it in the car because <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, perfect. Untangle it in your own time. In your own mind. <laughs> um, I wanted to thank you guys for turning us on to what I think we agree is the best TV show currently on anything right now. What We Do in the Shadows, this vampire show that one of my favorite comedic actors ever, Matt Berry, is in. Matt Berry. Matt Berry. And uh, first of all, it's fucking hilarious. If anybody doesn't know this, that's what all these drops come from uh, about the drug blood and stuff. You're my sweet baby. And uh, I can't remember. We, we were kind of talking offhand of Matt Berry stuff and suggesting things to one another because... <laughs> I, uh, I'm almost certain, I don't know, Lorian swears that I saw IT Crowd before any of this, and so IT Crowd has to have been the first thing I saw him in, but she showed me the Mighty Boosh when we were first getting together, and he was wonderful in that too, and I just have loved everything he's done, uh, acting-wise, so when you pointed out, uh, the Toast series, Toast of, Tintle, Toast of London and Toast of Tinseltown, uh, I just lapped it all up, and now we're on this uh, what we do in the shadows thing. How did you come? What is your origin story with this Barry character? I think I saw Snuffbox. Oh, like maybe ten years ago, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. And then you know, I just kind of was like, that was funny, you know, whatever. I forget how we got. How did we get back into? this you were you got a plex server set up so we were just looking into tv shows and you kept trying so hard to get me to want to watch toast of london toast of tinseltown you just kept trying um actually i think maybe what it was was we found a uh a video on Oh, you know what? On we saw the um what we do in the, the energy vampire Colin Robinson of ah. uh and uh Booberry used it for uh the beginning <laughs> of a behind the schemes episode. Right. And it just kind of snowballed from there of like, okay, what are these who are these actors? I know I knew I'd seen uh Colin Robinson in other stuff and Matt Berry, I was like I know this guy from something. What what do I know this guy from? And then, you know, realized Snuffbox and all that. And then we started to watch kind of like together <laughs> Toast and what we do in the shadows and all that stuff. And I don't know what it is about him. Like, and we just kept comparing Toast to Lavish. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I and I had texted Lavish. I was like, I was like, are you a Matt Berry fan? And he was like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> and I was like, this makes perfect sense. Like, this makes nothing but sense to me. Um, so somehow we're <laughs> blaming behind the schemes, the show, for bringing it into, uh -huh. even though we sent it, well, we sent the Colin Robinson thing, but then we're like, this is, this is lavish. Behind the schemes is always a convenient scapegoat. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Definitely. No pun intended. Yeah. What the goats? Slaughter. 
scaping goats. Not yeah. manscaping, just all the way scaped. Yeah, but the so he he just kept being like, we we should really watch we should really watch Toast, and I was like, that looks boring. I don't really like British people all that much anyway. Sorry, British people, Ray you're fucking purchase. Sorry, you're English or whatever. But um, Ray, Ray bloody purchase. But <laughs> I saw a clip or something from it, and Matt Berry was behind a microphone. I was like, wait, his character's a voice actor, or he does voiceovers? We're what? Can we watch this now? <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm such a I'm such an idiot for voice acting. In so the booth, that yeah. Was, yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, and he's gonna do the right accent. He's gonna do the classy upper class accent that you want to hear. Man, the queen speak. As soon as I started watching Toast of London, I realized that I had found some kind of a supercut of all of the Clem Fandango interactions yeah, on YouTube just doing some kind of a Matt Berry wormhole <laughs> that I was in at one point. I was just like, oh okay. We get to yeah. see the whole series now. Yeah. But Jesus, yeah, that's got to be like just the, one of the greatest. Just the the intensity of the irritation that goes on in that show is like something I can definitely relate to. Uh, just a very bothered person. Uh, mm -hmm. We can all relate to that. But he's also that. like, he's a true heel too, but it's mm -hmm. just that everybody around him is just worse. It's like, it's kind of like Seinfeld in that sense. Yeah. Or like everybody's a, just a shit bag. It's always sunny. Does that a lot too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that format. I think it's a really great one. <laughs> like totally un, uh, like irredeemable characters, mm -hmm. I guess like in, entirely. Yeah. I'm trying to think of shows that are successful that don't have that dynamic when you have multiple, when you have a pretty big cast too. Full multiple kids. <laughs> oh, they're all heels. Fuck all them. Have you heard Joey tell a joke? Uncle Joey's jokes and his stupid puppet, like burp, 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 woodchuck bullshit. You just want to shove woodchucks up his ass. Yeah, no. What? They're Cut all heels. It out. Cut <laughs> it out. Okay. I kind of love It was a different them. time. <laughs> I kind of well, all right. Well, that's another thing. We we randomly had uh ra we randomized had episodes on the other day, and an episode of Full House came on. So that's uh -oh. why I'm just enraged with Joey right now. Because you shouldn't what? be an adult and watch. <laughs> you shouldn't be a kid and watch Full House, but nah. it happened to all of us. Yeah, I think just a a, a hazard of the '90s. <laughs> I don't think you're an American if you haven't watched an episode of Full House. Oh, it's it's true. It, it it happened upon us. Yeah, I really love the fucking what we do in the shadows because I just see so much of, especially the Nadia character. Like I see so much of Laureate in that. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and finally a vampire with a mustache. So it's like all my dreams are coming true. Spence is watching a vampire show with me. There's a vampire that has a mustache, <laughs> so I can finally get him to do a costume. And their relationship is a lot like ours. <laughs> Laurie, and are vampire shows the best shows? I, I've just been in this uh, hole. I, I've, I've been in a dark place. And it's fucking Buffy's Oh, there fault. you go. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Dark place. Uh, yeah, but I feel like Matt Berry's character 
brings the you out of the dark place or like you can just have a great time there. Totally. Yeah. I yeah, I can relate to that. This is a nice change of pace from uh what oh, she's this year I watched Buffy and I watched Blade for the first time in my life. I've never watched Blade. And fucking Angel. Oh yeah, I watched Angel. Just basically like <laughs> even more Buffy, it's Buffy really. Buffy 2.0, yeah. They go mm-hmm. hand this- in hand. This is reminding, uh, this is different, but it's reminding me of the year 2005, and I feel like I'm watching Medium. Have you guys ever watched that show? I have, yes. I have it's not. It's like a soap opera. It's like a soap opera I don't know for about this. Uh, oracles. It's ridiculous. I've seen a few of them. <laughs> not the whole thing? There was a lady in my life who was into it, and so I happened to get exposed to it, you mm-hmm. know? Same. That lady was me. <laughs> and I blamed her for it. I was like, she likes it. I don't. Ah, uh, there this you go. lady that I know. Flexing that Gemini privilege, huh? <laughs> the any. Yeah, I got my card. <laughs> That's that other me that I have nothing to do with. Oh, this old thing. Yeah. No, that's not me. Just oh my God. Sometimes. Booberries. Fan creaming all of the fucking Buffy characters in the chat. Now. Fan creaming, Faith, yeah. <laughs> Willow. God bless the Mothman. Lorian, uh, who do you think deserves the most karma? Oh man, Willow. She got this Willow jacket. Buffy, Spike. In my opinion, <laughs> he's my favorite character. But if we're going just for ladies, Willow. Mm-hmm. Her character arc is crazy. Well, she's dead, and I, she. And- she has a cool jacket. Wait, does she get turned into a pig? No, no, no. But I, I have oh, a cool wait, wrong, jacket wrong thing. that has. Uh, <laughs> I found this jacket secondhand that has Dark Willow on the back of it. She's getting taking vengeance when her lover is killed. She, Dark Willow. Yeah, she has a lot of magic powers that she just unleashes on the world after doubting her magical ability. And underestimating herself. It's so pretty awesome. And when Buffy starts out, she's just a mousy, shy girl. Awkward. So it's fun to see her grow into a literal goddess by the end of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And she ha and she has dark willow to get like so this this is this is pre Dark Brandon. Dark Brandon takes from this archetype of a character. Right? Uh, Brandon. Yeah, who is this yeah. dark Brandon? Joe Biden. Oh, <laughs> his, his alter ego. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that must be it. Yes. Maybe. Yes. But speaking of the dark, NetNet asked if any of us had seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And the answer we is all yes. have. <laughs> Just slurped that up uh, uh, earlier this year. I'm Garth Marenghi. This show's so absurd. When I wrote, <laughs> starred in, and directed Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Like, how is that your first thing? How is that the first thing that you ever acted in? You're like, yeah, I'm just going to be on this this show. It's so killer. It's very first thing. It's so ridiculous. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. Sometimes you just get all the luck. I know that uh, I've seen a couple interviews he's done where he's... He, comedy wasn't like his first choice, but he just always wanted to stick in the arts and it just it worked. That's where yeah, like he started yeah, having yeah. doors open. But 
Like he's more focused on his music. Yep. And I must say, uh, there's some there's some serious earworms he has put out that are just like get into me and they're stuck into me. Like take my hand is a perfect example. But, yeah, I have that stuck on my head right now. Actually, <laughs> honestly, yeah. like if you put on an album of Matt Berry's, it's like it's too fucking goofy for me. And I hate to say it because I really want it. I want it to be like my favorite. And I'll even like, I'll be like, all right, like go, go again, put it on again. And they'll be like, all right, yeah, this is a banger. And then it'll be like, oh my God, this is the same song again, but a little bit different. Does it give you the creepy crawlies? You hear it? <sighs> some, of like, them, Ooh. some of them do. Yeah. Like yeah. kill the wolf. Yeah, what's that all about? You know, <laughs> it's a little like bit racist. Title. It's a little bit racist. racist. <laughs> what about the lyrics? Are the lyrics good? There's some fun lyrics. There's some hilarious stuff that he says. There's, uh, they, one of them is just like the saddest song. I can't remember exactly which song it was, or something about how like uh, uh, I'm gonna make it to the top, but I've got all this money, but I don't have any one to love. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh no. It's like I've got everything and yet I have nothing. <laughs> I think that was on Witch Hazel. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. on Witch Hazel. Oof. Yeah, that I, I like that record a lot. That has some really good stuff on it. But I, I know what you mean. It's like very compared to like what regular even like pop music is today or whatever, it's very silly. I just feel like he wants to like really live in the 70s. Like Yes, I can very feel that. badly. Uh, and so he's just like doing everything as if he was like a guy in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like his comedy style is very that his his music. Uh, yeah, but it, that musically, like I'm like very interested in it. Like I wish there was more music like this coming out because at least there's like a lot of instrumentation. Totally. It gets you like very involved in like listening to it. Yeah. Like it's like an act rather than like something you can passively do because the the main melody is just shoved down your throat at all times. There's like elements that Well, actually, I think I I've I've come to what bothers me several times and I just keep forgetting it. And then I just keep going back to like, "God, I want to I want to write it." But he's <laughs> he's played everything on the album except for the percussion, except for the drums. And I think it's just a rhythm thing. And for me, it's all drums, all rhythm. And so like his cadence and his like, like you'll notice the same sort of patterns in multiple songs. And even if the notes slightly change, it's just like, I'm like, fuck, we got to change the rhythm up a little bit, you know? And like, I'm, yeah, I'm It'd be like, like rappers using the same flow over and over exactly. and over again kind of deal. Yeah. I think that's what bothers me every time. And then I like, like Lorian pointed that out to me. Hey, he's done. He did all of the instruments and song, uh, you know, uh, wrote the lyrics, sang the song, like did everything but the drums on everything. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, you know what? Maybe that's my. Yeah, I said that's your disconnect right there. That's where I'm being lost. Do you think it would be better if it was a whole band, like different people doing the instruments? So it'd be more full and complete sounding and less repetitive? I think it might add something and lose something, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it would 
make it sound it, more yeah. polished, but it would also lose that thing soul. that's uniquely him. Yeah. And I mean, you, yeah, you could still have a soul, I guess, you know, obviously with bandmates, that's kind of the, what jamming is, is you're unifying your soul. Yeah. But I think my, if that were a genre of music, that would be my favorite genre is just one person in a room doing everything. And you know, it's not going to have a, like, it's not going to have the sound of a big band or even a regular band, but it's going to be as close as you can get of an interpretation of their own perception. Mm-hmm. If that makes any like what sense. what they hear in their head. Yeah. 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 Like when they're writing it or whatever, like, and then to perform it yourself and yeah. You, yeah. You have to really believe in it. You have to really enjoy it. You have to really enjoy yourself. <laughs> and it, I think that that it's not going to, you can't expect it to be. I'm not saying you think this Spencer, that you expect it to be something that it's not, but well, I, think I would trust you as a to... as an authority on what I think, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Can I get a, a, a certificate that says that? Like I graduated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you need a patch, right? Girl Scouts do the patch. Ooh, yes. The pat a patch? You get patches? I don't know. That's a is that Girl just Scouts? a Boy Scout thing? <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't get badges, yeah. Merit badge or yeah. I don't know they if you're the girl Spencer or if I'm the male Mary Kate, but Whatever that is. I'm the female Spencer. I'm the male Spencer. Oh. And you're the female Mary Kate. Okay. That makes more sense, actually. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I'm just saying words. It's just they that might not idea for, um, <laughs> That's an idea for the uh, bowler equivalent of uh, knighthood, though. Uh, bowl scouts. <laughs> Yo! Oh. And then you can give patches instead of rings or whatever. Please. I know Booberry kind of probably wants the patch element because, you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll Booberry's like, but, don't you take fucking patches, you fucker! Patches, anything but the patches. Well, you got to send him a couple. You just send him the, the you know, the stuff, the merch, the free stuff and say, oh, you're dude. in. I love that idea. When I was, uh, when we were still really deep into the uh, legalization scene, like on the ground and holding like, board member positions and stuff. I was always floating this idea of making the hemp scouts and they would just be like going around <laughs> telling people like uh, all the ways that hemp's going to save the world, you know? Yep. I'm picturing the the hemp shaped or the, the marijuana leaf shaped patch on, on the hemp, the hemp but scouts. But bowl scouts is exponentially better. Fuck the hemp scouts. <laughs> yeah. I, I want the hemp, the hemp scouts is like... <laughs> It's like the little brother. I I want I like them both. <laughs> They're both funny. <laughs> Bull scouts versus the hemp scouts. Oh fuck. I would be too into it. I'm already <laughs> too into it. it. I got to yeah. Yeah, do that on Christmas Eve. If you send us $420, <laughs> you can become a bowl scout. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Buds with bowls patch haha says Bowley Steed. <laughs> Bowley. I'm sure I nailed the read on that. 10,101 sats out of Podverse. Thank you, Bowley. Yeah, thanks, Bully Steed. Bully Steed. Boosty Steed. Our honorary Bull Scout. Wow. Honorary Bull Scouts. I love that. God, I can't stop thinking about patches now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, okay. Um, 
So, I don't know if it, it's cool with you guys, but I brought a poem that I wrote 10 years ago to read tonight. Oh my God, absolutely. Are you guys okay with that? I'm very into this already. Yes. All right. Well, there is a little bit of a setup to it because what we were just talking about reminded me of this thing that I said I have to do. I have to read this poem tonight. Um, And the setup will explain why. Are you guys cool with that? The coolest. Ice cold. Okay. Take it away. All right, cool. So you were thanking us for showing you a TV show, but I wanted to thank both of you guys on behalf of both of us for having on us on episode 420 because that really motivated me and make heroism to just dust off our skills and to just get in the car and drive and do shit because not only do you guys week after week pump out so much material and information jokes you you also provide a platform for other people to do the same thing or something completely different or similar and some of the people that you brought onto the show to do that Mousy Bear and Tunta what they brought to that episode also is it reminded me of why I want to read this poem tonight and you guys just exist as this <laughs> value for value. Like you, I don't want to put a label on it. Like you guys don't like listing things. And I think labeling is equally as bad because mm. it cages it. Um, and sorry, I don't mean to take, I, I just want to get into it. Um, no, don't be you- sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. You have the flow. Okay. So, Speaking of the Mousy Bear and Tinta episode, Tinta said something that I thought was ironic. I adored it, and it made me really happy that you guys all agreed with what he said. He said that he thinks I speak in a way that is like Cupid's arrows. <laughs> yes. Like a- arrows, like the Greek god. And I, I, I say I find it ironic because I used to pretty much worship the god Apollo And I hope that doesn't skeeve any religious people out. I am a very spiritual person, and I have a lot of love to give to things that I believe in. And that's why for a long time, I I was amused by Apollo. And he and Cupid or Arrows, whatever you want to call him, I'll say Cupid because that's the modern equivalent for the god. He didn't get along with him and he struck Apollo with a golden bow and he struck Daphne, the first woman that Apollo saw after being struck with the golden bow, with a lead bow. And it made Apollo fall in love with Daphne and it made Daphne fall in love with hate. And I guess I should say fall fall in hate with romance. That's the mm. correct thing of it. And so <laughs> therefore a- Apollo suffers to love. And therefore mortals suffer to love. And so I 
I didn't even know this information at the time about Apollo's story and Cupid's story when I decided that I was just, oh, I thought he was really cool. What actually made me like him so much was these lyrics in a song. Um, How can I function? There's no more Apollonian beauty to behold. And I felt that was so, I don't know. I was like, yeah, this is deep because everywhere I look, I didn't even know what Apollonian beauty was. And you can look up Nietzsche if you would like, if you would like to pronounce it Nietzsche, but I don't know, whatever. You can look up what he has to say with Apollonian beauty and art and aesthetic versus Dionysian beauty, which is the complete opposite. I guess it's the inverse, not the opposite. Um, they, They represent something different to him where uh, Apollo is logic and he's the light and that is the direction of his art. It is fully controlled. Whereas Dionysian, it actually stems from the destruction of Apollo's way of being. Uh, He is the chaos. He's actually, he represents music. Mm. Um, You could say that Apollonian beauty represents statues, sculpture, which is why it's ironic that I, I learned a little bit about this from lyrics. And so it made me write this poem. Um, and at the time, um, I thought it was like a way that I could bring what I felt Apollonian beauty was to the world, even though it wasn't. This is this <laughs> this was actually me writing stuff and locking it away because it wasn't good enough to share because it wasn't commodified. It wasn't heavily produced or commercialized. Mm. And it's just words on a paper. And, you know, I had the audacity in, in my youth to look at that and think, oh, like, this is the world's problem. Like, the world is so ugly. And I just have to shut up and deal with it and I don't have I don't have an outlet for creation because everything you know the the big men upstairs sit back and to the left they're the one who ones who make decisions on what art is and what beauty is mm. you don't get to be you don't get to be the one in command with what you find beautiful and so <laughs> I'm going to read it <laughs> and then I think I just want to reiterate how thankful I am to you guys for making me and helping me and so many other people believe in in themselves and in the community, like an actual community that you can be a part of. Totally. Um, and it's not, it's, um, again, uh, this is 10 years old. It's not the best thing in the world, but it just is. Um, Apollo's Destroyer. I'm a bow and arrow, barely pierced the sparrow, limited to common speak, undefined by human eye, a synesthetic scream, cured to be undersensed, underseen, being understood pursues the least of what I mean. This belief bleeds heat, for the phoenix flew to flee. In my defeat, I drive to her scene, while numbers blur sight and sirens smear gleam. I take flight as a shadow, passing through the sky window, no longer to be freckles on a wielder instilling lulls during battle. No more specifics interpreting decisions as precise as they are narrow. 
This halo fits like a vest. Better yet, a loose head. It yells yellow speeches to see more golden than rays the sun is beaming. Forget the shine, you'll burn for mine. This circle demands a shrine. I determine its ecstasy, needing coarse salvation, seduced with weaponry. The choice reduces me. I'm reprised after the bird, sentenced to the island of my isolation. Loneliness ensured, splendidly sorrow-filled marrow, forever as ammo. I'm a bow and arrow, barely pierced the sparrow. So when I wrote this, I was consistently making myself suffer. It was kind of like the Dionysian approach to beauty and art, mm-hmm. because art comes through suffering and stifling. And I think it's it's so it hits me when I read that I was so lonely and isolated. This was almost a decade before before covid and and mm-hmm. all that isolation just brought us it here yeah. to to where you guys are and uh it's it the synchronicities are wild but i'm learning that they just are everywhere all of the time and i also <laughs> i this comes from like a little booklet of poems i wrote called Everywhere But Always Somewhere Else. And I think at that time, Mm. because I was stifling myself, I dreamt of a place where I could share it. So thank you guys. Thank you. That was magnificent. (laughs) Thank you for uh, letting your light shine. That's what it's all about. You know, like um, it's it's always humbling to hear that kind of stuff. Like, um, you know, people say like, oh, the, the bowls of buds, you know, you brought me in or whatever. And it's like, yeah, really you showed up though. Yeah. Like, like that's, you know, sometimes we reach out to people. Sometimes people are like, Hey, you should have this person on. Um, but it's really just all about an opportunity to talk and get to know people. And, 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 you know, you're, you're bringing your light, you know, it wasn't anything that we did, but, uh, I guess just being here and being uh, receptive is such a huge first step. But like what you have to give is like the value that makes it even more than worth it, you know? So like, yeah, I I think everybody has that to give. And when I, when I see people releasing songs and we can play them on homegrown hits, (laughs) they're giving that same value that I for so long just wanted to give to myself. And it's so cool to see people just do that. Like it's just, just, they're so confident. Cause I think what I think, you know, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder to me, beauty is art and art is genuine. It must be to qualify mm-hmm. as art. Not it's, I don't mean that to be pretentious. I, I think that's why I just love self-hosted music because you're so much closer to where that sound comes from. And it's just a universe that I can really picture in my head. With the stuff on the radio, like, I can't picture that stuff. I feel like it's so far away. I feel like it's... It, I, I was saying, I was complaining about it earlier this week and make heroism. You, you corrected me. Cause I kept saying, Oh, my issue is the consumerism. And you're like, no, it's the commodification. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the industrialized, you know, everything 
mm-hmm. you know, driving down the road and just seeing these like gray rectangle buildings and, you know, whatever we, and then looking at buildings from the past. And it's like, we used to have beauty. We used to have like, right. we used to be a real society. Damn it. Or how every like piece of food you buy is shelf stable for a year and it's wrapped in four layers of trash <laughs> before you can eat it. You got to like peel four layers of trash off of it. Yeah, and then it, these companies that manufacture that food are like, we're green. Like, and like <laughs> you know, you have to throw away like five pieces of plastic that, you know, is an oil byproduct and into a trash can. It goes and sits in a in a lot and just like goes into the earth. And yeah, we're doing great for <laughs> it's very green. Everybody says so right on the box i don't know what the big uh controversy is it's very green <laughs> it's really something oh man no that's very killer i think that like it just does my heart good to hear that we've created more opportunities for people to be their authentic selves because you know that's so attacked and uh i don't know yeah. shunned and beaten out of us um, yeah, because all, all this suffering that I was putting myself through and stunting of my growth was because I was conditioned to do that. Yeah, everybody around me was. I saw everybody like sneaking stuff and hiding, hiding their skills. You know, it was weird. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah, or like wanting to do everything yourself on your own and not mm-hmm. like ask people like, yo, how'd you do that? Like, or like, can I like watch you do what you do so I can learn something from you as a person? And then maybe like eventually down the road when I get better at it, like help you do things or whatever. Like this is so everybody's so isolated in their creativity and you know, it's just really weird to see. Like, so yeah, I mean, to to piggyback on what you're saying, like, yeah, we like really appreciate you guys as people, like being like coming from a point of like just unabashedly like putting yourself out there, like un anything. There's no, you know, barrier to you being yourselves. Yes it's it's uh refreshing <laughs> to say the least <laughs> you'd love it well, thank you uh and you know you guys have done your own version of it too i don't mm-hmm. want you to uh i don't want it to be lost on you the the jackbox games you guys host every other week where oh my gosh we can just all get together uh and have like there was this magic thing that we did uh for my birthday that I will cherish forever. Uh, it's just hanging out as, <laughs> yeah. as friends. And uh, the same thing happened when we went to the no agenda meetup in, uh, in Nashville. And the same thing happens at no agenda meetups uh, locally here too, where it's just that, that communion with other people who are, you know, just on the same wavelength, even if it's just a certain frequency or a certain band of the radio you know we might not we not might not mesh on a whole lot of things outside of this one particular interest or we might mesh on a whole shitload of spectrums but just being able to have that uh on a kind of a regular basis like that was one of the hardest 
places I had to leave was when we just left that Airbnb uh, and went back home, you know, and it was just like, damn, like, saw my old friends, made some new friends, and that, you know, like, uh, fuck, how long is it going to be until <laughs> we can hang out? But the Jackbox Games Nights, we can just, like, sit around in the same virtual room, and it's, uh, it's like, I don't think I could really uh, express how much that means to me. I appreciate it a lot. Oh, I'm glad to hear it, man. I mean, we kind of uh, pickpocketed a little bit of um, it, who was it? Who it was? A, a friend cat. of Blitzed, Scratch Cat. Yeah, yeah, Cat Scratch, cat scratch. had uh, one like around like the twenty twenty or like did a couple of them like around the twenty twenty election, and it was like uh, a bunch of fun, and then they just kind of like stopped happening, and we tried to make every one of them. They were it was so much fun. It was just. Ridiculous. He's really good too. He's yeah. really entertaining. I don't know what happened to that guy. I have no I idea. S- I think I saw something the other day. Um, I swear in, in like the sewer chat or something mm. with him. But, but ever I'm since sure. then, like we kind of had it like in our craw to do something <laughs> like that. Like you know, around the time that we got like real into. BTS and like started listening to your guys' show and like got more involved with the the small group shows, whatever. Um, we were like, you know, like a game night would really like be really cool to like bring people together that way. And like all these people are fucking hilarious, and I bet it would be a killer time. So then we like sat on it for way too long and now it's uh it's like a it's like a nice little thing to do every other week. Totally, man. I always it's look like forward to that. Built into our schedule now. <laughs> Great. That's what that's like the hardest part is getting across that a whole uh making it your new rut, you know what I mean? I if I can work with myself in falling into ruts, if I just build better ruts to get into, you know? <laughs> the, the rut doesn't have to be negative, like uh, literally, if you're on the right track, that track is a rut that just steers you and you don't have to really make a bunch of effort to stay on it. It's just, oh, now I'm in this thing. It's going to help me and I can almost autopilot my way through it. Um, yeah, going from wanting to do it to doing it and then doing it again and doing it again on like a consistent basis. I mean, this is what we were talking about earlier with the homegrown hits, like going from you being like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then like just like exercising that muscle week after week. This is gonna keep going. Yeah. Boobsy boosts in six 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 sats from Podverse. He says, out of sats, but that won't stop me from expressing how much I value all of you. Aw. Hey, Booberry, if you're out of sats, it's okay. You can just join our Patreon. <laughs> and that way you can get, you can give us tons of value have by joining s- our patreon have you seen our exclusive content because it's even better we got a great package for you for just All the our, uh... cost of a latte a month <laughs> no buy me a coffee all of our patron <laughs> subscriptions are going to purchasing a seasteading uh, I don't even know what platform what do you seastead on uh, uh, seastead McFloaty boy 5000 where we can all live uh, in perpetuity uh, in uh, international waters without any laws. Duh. It sounds great. 
There is a uh, a community in Orlando that's all built by this like one guy or whatever, and all the all the foliage is edible food. So Ooh. we want we want to go check that out. That's that's like kind of seasteading y, hmm. but it's on land. Like plant steading. Yeah, plant <laughs> steading. I didn't know we were doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. Was exclusive announcement. <laughs> Boots on the ground. Hey, these plants, we can eat them. Mm, this yummy, food, yummy. it's edible. Is that what we're going to do? Is that what you do there? I don't know what you do there. <laughs> All you do is you just hum, 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 hum. Seastead. Plantstead. All right. This sounds like a way to become a bowler scout. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> I absolutely approve. Uh, I approve of this voicemail we got, uh, which I will play for you post haste. I'm uh, finally heading home. Long ass day. It's ass been day. a long ass couple of weeks. Long ass couple. It's been a long <laughs> ass year. Ass year. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else I was going to say. Um, other than the Mary Kate Ultra's poem. Yes. Uh, being 10 years ago, that lines up with a, um, had a bag bag memory show up. bag, whatever. Face sack. And, uh, <laughs> about 10 years ago, we had done a original show at a small community theater in Wilmington, North Carolina, the Brown Coat Pub and Theater named after the Firefly t-shirt, uh, t-shirt, TV show. Uh, former sex shop turned little dinky karaoke bar theater, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually remounted it. We had opened the show over at the college and then took it downtown. And uh, it was a great experience. And every week is kind of, it's kind of like that, that moment. It's like, holy fuck. There are people that have paid the $5 ticket charge to come see a show that we put on. And uh, it's a good feeling. Mm. Feels good, man. Feels good, man. Um, yes. But I'm so fucking tired. I'm just going to shut the fuck up now. Oh. I'm going to pack my fucking one-hitter and go the fuck home. Woo! Yeah. Lay the, mad, man. lay the fuck down. Does Booberry own a pillow? No. <laughs> no, he sleeps at his desk. <laughs> no, he's, oh, wait, no, I guess uh, I guess moths don't sleep in cocoons at night. That's not right. I'm mm. thinking of a variation of a vampire and uh, a moth and a caterpillar. Yeah, just blend them all up. <laughs> Ooh, ew, smoothie. The mothman's trying to sleep, but people keep turning these fucking lamps on. <laughs> <laughs> Getting them riled up. Yeah. Turn that light off. <laughs> it's okay to rest every once in a while, man. <laughs> yeah, every try it every every day. Or every yeah, two like days one, if you once can. a day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should preach the good word of uh, melatonin now. The world is my pillow, <laughs> Boobery says. Do a melatonin ad just in the I, middle I of I this. do that to Lorian <laughs> every Thursday. Every, yeah. You won't like, get COVID. Like, oh, I, I'm not going to get COVID. And then Daisy challenges make heroism's um, idea yep. of why we originally took melatonin. And then you send an article 
on every week. This happens on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, every single day. It's actually. like a nah, uh, yes, huh situation. Every every post show. Yeah. No. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. We yeah, learn no. it again. I know we're together. It's been killing me because I've I've just been like able to get snippets. So like I'll run up just to grab a cigarette <laughs> during breaks on Tuesday <laughs> nights and I'll be able to kind of hear I'll like throw the stream on and walk by Lorian really quietly. <laughs> She's got her little kitchen set up now. Oh, I should take a picture of it. And I'm like, oh, I will catch this little snippet of the hour. <laughs> and then I come up for the second break and I'm like, Every time, like all three weeks so far, it's surprised me because I'm retarded and I never learn. I'm like, oh, they're already done. Like it's second break. I'm like, they're already done with the show. Like, you know, shit, the show's <laughs> a fucking hour. Yeah. That's how it, time it, works. No, I say the same thing to myself in my head and I'm on the show. And then <laughs> I'm, uh, like, I'm like, whoa, we're, they're done already. And then I finally wrap at 10 o'clock and I come up and Lori will be like, they went to bed. It's their bedtime. And I'm like, Damn it. I'd be like, well, fuck, if I could fall asleep in the next three hours, that would be a goddamn miracle. But no, like you get off work, you can't just go to sleep. Well, I, at least we, I can't. We started a myth about you, like rumor, I guess, in, in the post show that every time it's our bedtime, you get hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Larian's idea. I, well, I believe what I said was every time it's your bedtime, Spencer gets off. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I meant work, but <laughs> oh right. my god, yes! Oh, so you nut more than yeah. getting hard? <laughs> you don't have to be hard are. to nut. <laughs> you definitely don't have to be hard to nut. A soft Whoa. nut is possible. That's too much information for my little brain. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, back in my day, men would men would get hard when they would nut. You get hard, then you nut. In that call order. Me old, call me old-fashioned. <laughs> I'm sure they would just jizzing all over themselves for that. Oh, okay, wait. Speaking of ridiculous voices, can we just get you saying goo-goo? You get your goo-goo lunch for a nickel, please, Spencer. <laughs> you, did, you, said, you said that in a post-show. You were talking about a goo-goo lunch, and I had... No idea what it was, and everybody was acting like they knew. No, so I was I talking fun. about uh, goo, uh, goofies, remember? No! <laughs> Fucking yeah. goofies. That's because you're still seeing the other guys. I didn't, here's what's fucked up. I didn't even know what a goo goo lunch was when I was doing that whole thing. I had no fucking idea. It was just, somebody said goofies, and I just got this goo fees like you would charge a fee for your goo into my head and I couldn't stop like we don't charge goofies like that's the other oh guys God. the other guys charge you goofies what do we charge no goofies and I just kept going with it because you were astounded by it that I was like uh that's bait for me so I just kept going but it's it's a you didn't know about the goo goo lunch gonna keep going candy no when I saw that sign at Cracker Barrel <laughs> Uh, about goo goo lunch, a goo lunch or whatever the fuck it is. I was like, "Holy shit, this is perfect!" And that's why I tagged you in that photo. I was like, "See, the low low price, but you're still paying goofies." And that 
was after, but I knew about that goo 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 lunch shit before know. you said it. I didn't know anything about it. It's like, is that, that is a, going is it, crazy? That's some kind of a southern thing. I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, no. No. <laughs> Pennsylvania is a little southern. That's where I heard of the goo goo lunch uh, for just a nickel. Just was a it nickel. Also at Cracker Barrel. There was like an old tiny yeah. sign of it, and like this happy looking forties boy who was like eating the goo, and I was like, "Aha, <laughs> five cents! That's my kind of goo." That's still a fee, though. Well, if there's a fee on top, you know, you'd fucking getting your goo from the other guys is a problem. These guys. You don't want to get your goo from these guys. Oh, no, come to us. We charge no goo fees. Zero. <laughs> not a zip. Time. Zilch. Forget about it. <laughs> my God. Okay, thank you. I just needed that to be recorded just for my own sanity. Spider webby parts of my brain that latch onto a very, very poor pun and beat it to death and then beat it some more. <laughs> just keep beating it, really. That's my life's motto. The only it's goo, a good goo motto. I'm familiar with is the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, well. But they must Wait. be the other guys. <laughs> That's the other guys. <laughs> well, yeah, I heard the Goo Goo Dolls are self-hosted now. Huh. We're not going to play them on the show, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's just they're overexposed, you know. People have heard that. I kind of feel bad for them now because I don't think. Where are they? I I haven't seen them. Oh, you don't know? Don't run a no. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> the Goo Goo Dolls. You don't want to know anything about the Goo Goo Dolls. Mm. You're probably right. I mean, I know songs of theirs, but I fucking would have to look it up. God damn it! Are you forgotten songs of theirs? Yes, <laughs> certainly. They are a acceptable band to my uh, tastes. Is that what I'm supposed to say? It says here on this piece of paper. Acceptable. Mm, can you say impressive? And and uh, this this weekend at the improv, it's the Goo Goo Dolls uh, performing. <laughs> the Goo Goo Dolls. I thought it was the Goo Dolls and the Goofies. Oh my Goo- god. <laughs> Goo- goofies. If one more person charges a Goofy around here. Swear to God. That's what uh, the gay fake does. Charges Goofies. Mmm. Yeah, I don't like those goofies. Self-published artists. Mm. Yeah. Thought they were making 99, but then they stuck them for 10. Yeah. <laughs> Who played that again today? Who played not, it? No, not not that song. The the Bobby Shell song. Oh. Not your song. Oh, no. They. <laughs> <laughs> they them played it? Yeah. They. they you, you know, Adam. The they's the, that be. The, the Boostergram ball. King of the they. Oh man, I, it's a catchy tune. It does. Just uh, has some inaccuracies. I read the fine print. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Eh, what do you do? What you can do. Keep on keeping on. That's right. And not playing it on homegrown hits. Keep chugging. Sure. This is gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't help myself. I love confrontation, bro. I fucking savor it. <laughs> Oh, it's like I gotta hold you back sometimes, you know? Nah. No, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep going crazy. But it's gonna take my stride. <laughs> yeah, that um, song is so, it's great. I'd like to get that self hosted. Right? Who do I write to? Uh, Snoop Dogg, any minute now, from what I've heard. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. He's the next one. 
I've been assured. I've been assured that he's coming in. Oh shit! Uh, what have I done? I don't know. I think I think he's gonna reach a certain amount of time where he exists way more in commercial play than in real life. He's in so many commercials and songs for commercials that that is that's his soul now. Yeah, that sounds right. right. Shaquille O'Neal's probably been doing advertisements way oh, longer too. than he played basketball. Definitely. Like, yeah, you keep that fucking monkey fed, man. Yeah, you gotta. It's an art. Make your millions. It's it's a living, I guess. Uh, living. Yeah. Yeah. How to acquire millions? <laughs> Call the <to> general. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm calling. I'm calling. Please don't hurt me, sir. Oh no. Sign um, this with your blood. Sign it. I wanted to ask uh, you, Make Heroism, the domain for False Finish and the project and everything. I know that you were onboarding some uh, artists that you're interested in and you're connected to. Um, and the False Finish, how do you describe or think about this? Is it like a project? Is it like a bigger idea? Is it like a... Oh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, most of that stuff I wrote, uh, five years ago, something like that. Um, and I don't know. I, uh, I just kind of like spent a lot of time, just get home from work, do this thing and just go until I went to bed kind of thing. Like devote this time to it. See what I came up with. Uh, I had like a real strict and weird like uh you know routine about it i was like kind of neurotic and nuts mm-hmm. uh, and uh it can, it can help the creative process a lot uh yeah i like i was i was uh stone cold sober for writing all of that stuff mm-hmm. um and yeah that's what i did for like months and months um i haven't really like sat down to write anything seriously like that uh, in a long time it just like i burnt me out like a lot with like serious create creativity and shit like that like i don't um i don't know that i'll do like i mean i say this but who knows? I, I I don't know that I'll do like another full record like that. It's just like until to me, we... it looks very daunting mm. um, of a of a project. Um, so I don't know that I would go back to using that moniker as like a band name or whatever. Like we're we want to work on some stuff together. Um, Actually, like, I want to do, like, a a bunch of different little shit here and there. Yeah. Uh, We were talking to Hey Citizen a little bit about doing some stuff. Um, Her and I are going to do some stuff. Tunta and I were talking about some stuff. Uh, And, it like, I view it as just, like, okay, we'll put it out under, like, a different name, a different thing, possibly even, like, different names for each different thing. I don't know. I haven't even gotten there yet, but, um, sure. 
I've been thinking uh, about the same kind of thing because with the rap, it was just so of the moment. Like it was very timely. Yeah. I just like it was in my head. I couldn't sleep. I had to get it out. I had to. We we just had to fucking get it out. And that was just natural. Like we, uh, Abel and I did Abel and the Wolf, and so then I'm just doing this myself as just the Wolf. Um, but I've thought about that too, of like all all these different collabs might be different entities once we're combined, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many people in the community that are musically inclined that like, you know, why not have just like a million projects going on? It makes nothing but sense to me. Yeah. Speaking of the devil too. Hey, citizen just hit us on the boost, uh, asking, The question that you're basically currently answering, uh, 696 sets from Podverse, he says, make heroism, will you make music under always the same name, like make heroism, for example? And uh, the answer is nah. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> That's crazy what's tiring. in a name, you know? Mm-hmm. You can always, like, I, um, you and I uh, seem to have some similar music tastes. Um, you're, I think of the band brand new uh yeah. a lot with this. Like they came from doing like one sound. Like the first record is very much like a pop punk, pop indie record, whatever. And then like throughout their trajectory, and that there there's a lot of bands like this, Radiohead's like an example, whatever. Um, why didn't you just change your name? Like mm. you changed musical styles. Like, yeah, it's the same singer, whatever, but like you've changed so drastically as the, the vision of your band. Like, I guess like, Oh, well, you know, we'd have to rebrand and people wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, people are idiots. And it's like, you know, I don't know. give it, your audi- audience some credit here. It would have been totally fine. But then the whole Chris Gaines thing, like people just got scared of what happened to Garth Brooks. Like they were like, well, yeah, you know, that that's true. Yeah. We don't Emo want Garth Brooks. We yeah. don't want to Chris Gaines it, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. Huh. That's a good thought. I, I never I think, think about Garth Brooks. Garth is the source of many of our problems. It's just kind of hidden under layers. Uh dark dark places. Dark yes. <laughs> but or wait. low places. What I forget the song. Was <laughs> Chris Gaines. I feel like it was like kind of successful in a in a way though. Like even, marketing wise. It was like in a sucked. like a it was well, like yeah, a. It's the well, product. Well, he has a marketing machine, so he had all of that set up. But it was also sort of successful in like the way that a car wreck will get a lot of views, type of success. You know. Yeah. I don't even know. The music was probably like, uh, Al Gore. <laughs> no. <laughs> now you gotta have me look it up. Uh, wait, does Garth Brooks look like Al Gore or Chris Gaines? Yeah, Garth. Bro- well, Garth Chris Brooks. Gaines. Chris Gaines really looks like him. <laughs> Chris Gaines looks like uh, <laughs> like Chris, Chris Angel Mind Freak or something. Yeah. Uh, I just remember show. being very young when that happened, or like youngish, because it was like the late '90s or maybe like right at the change of the millennium. And I remember reading that he like sucked his cheeks in for the photo album to make his face look like bony or like that. Doing God's work. And I was like, first of all, okay, that's that's something. But second of all, like, why would that be in part of like the liner note? Like, why why does me a little kid uh 
in Missouri learned that Krispy Why do I know that? Why do I know this shit? <laughs> what are you telling me? And then I'm like, my particular brand of autism is designed to remember stupid shit like that every time. So like every time I look at a picture of this guy, I'm like, oh, he look at his sucking his cheeks in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking cheek sucker, bro. <laughs> sucking them cheeks. Uh, hey, hey, Citizen keeps talking about Paul McCartney changing his name because he's too big to fail. I think about Fall McCartney. I don't. Do you know about Fall McCartney? Hey, Citizen, do you guys know this about is Fall new McCartney? To me. Fall McCartney. No, that's just it's just a bad name for what you call fake Paul McCartney. The oh, Paul McCartney two point oh or whatever. I've heard uh, lots of. <clears throat> in fact, uh, Fletcher's Paula. done a, a lot of deep dives on the on the fake paul i didn't know there was a a girl version fake fake paul is a lady oh fall like f-a-u-l fall yep oh hey citizen does know about fall mccartney yeah yeah him and john lennon got into an argument a disagreement about the uh, album Mm. something the direction of the beatles and then he got into a car accident after that Mm -hmm. on his way home and then that's fall mccartney well, the, and then there's the, the like, guy who uh, got paid to get the surgery to look like him. They say on the front of Sergeant Pepper's is like a burial scene, and that's Paul's funeral. And then like Paul's not wearing shoes in the Abbey mm-hmm. Road, mm-hmm. which is another yeah. reference that he's like a corpse, and that's like a funeral proces- procession metaphorically. I've I've dug into all of that. I just didn't know the fall part. The yeah, it, it's yeah, it's all an op. It's all but, an op to keep you from but, the real yeah. truth. Yeah, Sgt. Pepper, ever, there's like hundreds of images and ac- interactions on that cover, and every single one is is uh, relating to his death in some way. <laughs> Paul is just a dude who makes music, my dudes. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Paul, I like Paul outside of the Beatles. I think I've I seen like them. Paul they McCartney. Paul McCartney's my favorite Beatle, so the fake one. Well, he's yeah. the Gemini. He is. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't hurt. Gemini elitism. Uh, no wonder there's two of them. Bingo. We are your overlords. We are many. I there's a, been a few guys who have just like changed their name to eliminate their own self doubt, like the Richard Bachman books Stephen King put out, where he was like, "Oh, people are just buying my shit because it's got the Stephen King name, so I'm just gonna start over." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, th- this is why I uh, I th- say that Boogie Nights changed my life. It's all about the moniker and the name that you pick. You mm. you just pick a name. You believe in that name and that character, and it gets you out of low places. I still got to get the Boogie Nights under my belt. Same. We're fucking up. Yeah. 1997. <laughs> See, I know stupid things about shit that I don't even, I haven't watched, but like, trust me when I say I've read all the Wikipedia pages. I've read probably 12 times as many movie Wikipedia pages as I've seen movies. Same. It's irresponsible. Yeah. I would do that. how first. my brain works. Yeah. Well, you want to know. Yeah. You just like, I don't know, building the reference points and like all the touch points. Or you just get down a hole and you're like, oh, this person. Oh, they were in this and this and this. Oh, and what else happened yeah. that year? Oh, this and that. Yeah. Holy. You play the, 
what is it, se- six degrees of separation or seven for the, have six. you ever played that game? Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm bad. I haven't seen, there's so many movies I haven't seen. I tried to start watching some classics in the past <laughs> few years because I, I just be like, Jaws, have you seen it? Nope. Like every single huge movie. Ned, Ned is uh, indignant that I haven't seen it. <laughs> you know, because people have told me I'm in it or whatever. Yes, you gotta see it. And I don't you'll, even. You'll I still don't. Addicted. I don't get that part. I don't. I will one day understand. One day. Soon. Hey, I I went into that movie hating Mark Wahlberg. I was like, oh man, fuck Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he sucks. Yeah, you I don't should, watch you this. should stick to making burgers, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're putting those in like the local grocery stores. Mm. Yeah, in Missouri. Fucking Maki Maki. Fucking Maki Maki. Is it good? I've never had it. I've never had it either. No, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. No idea. No. I know Unk's Burgers is good. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. I fucked an Unk Burger up the other day. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even. Unk. I didn't even know that existed until the. It's like things you discover. And this is my kind of retardation too. We ran into a Casey No Agenda guy there at the fucking. Spirit Halloween temporarily in business center, you know, <laughs> and uh, he was like Spence, and I'm every time, every time I'm like shopping somewhere and I hear my name, I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> here we go, in for a wild ride, and I'm like, oh hey, uh, uh, I like I've met this guy a few times at KC meetups, and then he's in the KC meetup chat, but I'm like so fucking discombobulated. That I'm like, nice to meet you, or again, or hey, have you been to the meetups? And I'm like trying to, and he's like telling me handles and stuff. That's what's so hilarious about our no agenda crowd is like, <laughs> oh, some of some of these people I just talked to on a fucking signal group, and they're not even a, they don't even have a NAS account, for instance. Other people I only meet at meetups, and I've never talked to mm-hmm. them online. Some people I only talk to online, and then they got this name, but then they go as this name on this thing, and. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm already bad at remembering names. <laughs> uh, yeah. Faces I'm usually pretty good at. But then some people wear glasses sometimes and then don't other times. Uh, that, that really throws me off. Uh-huh. I swear I have face blindness. I, I'm, I'll, I'll, make, I'll be okay with names. Sometimes I'll remember it as completely differently, and it's just that for the rest of my life. But faces, man, if you dye your hair, if you wear glasses... If you put on a hat, I'm going to wear a mustache. Yeah, I have a hard time uh, recognizing (laughs) faces. You wear his necklace. I used to confuse a lot of celebrities, like celebrities that people are like, they don't look anything like Bruce Willis, Nicolas Cage. And there's another one that I I I always forget. There was three of them. Um, Ronald McDonald. No, he's the guy. Ah. Let's see if you can guess it. He's the guy that everyone's like, oh, Mel Gibson. All three of them. I was like, they're all the same they same all person. have blue no, eyes. Not, not at all. I think, right? That must be right. Uh, I'm pretty bad at this shit, too. <laughs> they all have celebrity face, so it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Celebrity <laughs> face. They do. Uh, and the, yeah, especially the women becoming cat women. They, they all get the same surgeries. So they all look the same ages, and then they'll all have fake hair that LA they change face. all the time. I can't. Yeah, I just don't even pay attention to that. 
Yeah, the plastic surgery thing is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do 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 what you will, I guess, but it's just gonna make it hard for me to <laughs> view you as a different person or as your own person on TV. I never forget a face unless it's surgically changed. <laughs> that sounded like Futurama. Oh damn! That's that's the last time I. Boogie Nights came on my radar. Aside from you guys saying, would you fucking watch it already? Uh, I was reading some kind of uh, hipster listicle of like every Phil- Philip Seymour Hoffman movie uh, oh. ranked from worst to best. Ooh, what was worst? What was best? I think Boogie Nights was in the top 10 if it wasn't like t- podium. It was it's like way up there. But... Uh, worst I think was Patch Adams, which I've never seen. What movie? Patch Adams. Yeah, I've never seen that. I would watch that. <laughs> I remember it Robin was, Williams. I remember I can it was barely really watch Robin Williams movies in, anymore. Because ever since he died, like it's just weird. It's harder. Mm-hmm. I really want to watch Death the Smoochie. Oh, that one's great. So many, so many to watch. So little time. It's like uh, what sucks the most about it is uh, they keep making more shit. Now you haven't even caught up to the old shit. Like, can we just, I mean, the SAG strike was great. Is that still going on? Mm. I think it ended quietly and no one said peep about it. But I don't really yeah. know. I thought, I, I thought I have it in my head that Lorian told me it ended. And, that, and then I was like, yeah, it's Wait, over. what ended? The SAG strike. Oh, I think that's still going on, but the writer's strike is is. Oh, uh, the, oh the writers are in, but the, the yeah, but the, the actors, actors are, are out. Still out. Uh, yeah. These fucking fucks. They're acting again. They're acting up. They're acting out. Well, the, as per usual. The reason I was like, "What the fuck?" is because there was that Colbert clip that got played on No Agenda, and I was like, I, "Wait, yeah. late nights back." <gasps> well, they were fighting for it. I think Drew Barrymore got shit for being told that it. Uh, Oh, we we should bring back our talk shows, our live talk shows, yeah. because I'm on that. Because I need to really flash my boobies again. And well, I oh my god, I'm in full support. Don't get me wrong. I I'm in full support of the Drew Show. It is a nightmare. When I was living in a hotel for a couple of months while we were looking for a house. That show was on every day, I think at four o'clock and holy shit. I wanted to record every episode and show it to people <laughs> and just play things from it because it was so ridiculous. Damn, that's another thing I've never even heard of. Yeah, you don't need it, but... <laughs> it's bad for it's you, there. but I like it. She, yeah. b- she brought Tom Green on, her mm-hmm. ex-husband, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he was just like sad puppy dog the whole time. It's disturbing. Fuck again? And it, it's just so embarrassing wow. for him. He's like, yeah, I live in a van now. I'm doing a van life show. Uh, <laughs> things haven't really been great for me. And she's like, yeah. And she's things really have been really upbeat. great, It's though. very condescending. Oh, it's amazing. God. That's fucking painful. <laughs> it's, it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> I used to love Tom Green, too, when I was a kid. So it's weird seeing him in this parallel universe. So meta, everything is crisscross, spiderweb. <laughs> I was just thinking about that too. AI is just adding another layer of it, but like, uh, even Proverbs says there's nothing new under the sun, and we're just kind of like basically regurgitating the same stuff 
with another layer added onto it. But now that everything is so meta on top of meta on top of meta, like you've got to wonder, can it keep going? This is going to keep going. And the answer is obviously, yeah. Well, how? But like, it's just going to be, you know, it's a rubber band ball of just like, just shit on top of shit on top of shit. Like you, you'd have to understand like, thank God for know your meme, you know? Fucking A and Wikipedia <laughs> and all the fucking, yes. Yeah, it soothes my needs to, to <laughs> like connect the strands on this wild spider web. I'm always like, oh, I'm looking this up. I recognize that voice. I need to know. The memes soothe my needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AI does really make it interesting. Like a couple of weeks ago when everybody was like putting out the the video game that didn't exist screenshots and front cover and shit. Did you see all this stuff? No. Oh my God. They're so stupid. Like it's like games, like sounds like a Mandela effect. Oh, it, uh, I got to pull some of these up. I'll tell you about them. Maybe I can get them in the chat too. Get them on up. Get them on up. Games that didn't exist. I remember a game that I wanted to, that only the demo came out. I forget the name of it, but it was like the people, Konami did it. And it was the people of, it was, I guess, 2015. It was only on PlayStation and you could only play the pilot. It was Silent Hill affiliated. Mm. It was really cool. And it was a horror game. And it was, legitimately the scariest thing I've ever seen. Maybe because it was a game and it's a different medium, but it was so scary and creepy. You were stuck in this other dimension and it's a haunted house. It, it sounds so lame, but it was so scary. And then they removed it from people's systems who downloaded it. And uh. they were like, we're not coming out with this game. What? We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And I was so bummed. And they're like, oh, we're doing this Silent Hill or, but not Silent Hill. I forget what it is. It's just, ah, the one guy from the dang zombie show. He was the model for the, that's what they came out with instead. It was such a bummer. Oh, yeah. More money in that. Like Animal Crossing Economic Depression. Um, Grand Theft Auto Mice City is another one. Oh no, I get you. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to get these in the chat. I've seen that like Pixar flavor of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's been pretty hot. Oh yeah, the last month or so. Servo, I knew you would know. It is PT. Parking lot simulation. Uh. <laughs> Parking lot simulation. What's that? It's a fake game. No, but what's it based on? I can't think of it. Oh, like just like any simulator. Sim anything. Okay. (laughs) I put way too much time into Sim Ant growing up. I really liked that game. Like actual cement? Princess Peach Files for Divorce. (laughs) Ooh, I want to play that one. Yeah, I want to play that one real bad. Not exactly. Mario's Toaster Bath. It's a meme. <laughs> I can see it now. Parappa versus Eminem. It already happened. That already happened in real life. Absolutely. You know he played that game. Yeah. Oh shit! There's another voicemail. <laughs> Ooh. Can oh, you believe boy. it? Sneaky dastards. Yeah, I 
bastards. I wonder who it's from. <laughs> I figured I'd uh, call in to say, like, everybody on right now are very uh, amazingly wonderful people. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not to be, I don't want to be cheesy or sappy, but. Okay. Anyway. Too late. That's what I wanted to say. Um, You're such a sweetie. Ned, Ned. I stopped at a uh, dispensary. Like, people, I don't understand this. Uh, people don't understand what you um, what you mean when you say hashy, because there's a, a certain taste of hash mm. uh, from back in the day. And, like, nobody understands that. Yeah, it's like you a, go to a dispensary borderline they, incense, uh, right? You say, uh, I want something that's hashy. <laughs> and they're like, what are you everybody about, there old is man? so friggin' young, they have no idea what hash tastes like, so they try to... Uh, hash like a vape pin, yeah. bruh? Uh, but, and even like the strains that do taste like it, for a little while, it goes away. But it was like a deep, dank, uh, concentrated, good uh, cannabis taste. I can't think of what strain it would have... Uh, push more towards. I used to get one that was called banana macaroon, and it tasted just like hash back in the day. It's as mad as a wax uh, banana. You can't get anything <laughs> that tastes like hash anymore. Because the war in the Middle East, man. Whatever. Uh, oh. In the bowl. Love you guys. In the bowl. In the bowl. Love you, Net Ned. In the bowl, Net Ned. <laughs> just for what you. Just for you, Net Ned. I'll draw a uh, pot tarot. Ooh. Right now. What? That's right. We got the page of buds just for you. <gasps> Consult the booklet. What does that mean? You get wow. the page of buds. The buds, you know, are, uh, it's basically the, the weedy equivalent of the pinnacles or the coins, depending on the flavor of your, uh, okay. your savor. Oh, that's perfect. And so the page of buds which, by the way, happens to be page 93. Uh, page represents promising new beginnings, such as the excitement and promise of new and healthy leaf growth. And this one's no exception. But pages can also be hasty in their youth, so marrying your passion for dreaming with attention to detail is key for a good outcome. Harness that youthful energy and get to work! <laughs> yeah. It means teach those bud tenders what hashy really means. Give them a taste. Yeah, go. Uh, my favorite way to smoke hash, the way my Indian friend always did it, but he would like ball it up and smush it in his fingers into like a little cone and then light it like cone incense. And then he had this fucking janky ass funnel that he would attach a hookah hose to and he just put the funnel over the, mm. the hash on fire like incense and you just hit the hookah hose. <laughs> Ba-boom Oh yeah Fabulous hash <laughs> Yeah I could probably that's, make some That sounds like well, that's what we got tonight With the the page of The page of hash Well I'm glad we got to hash that out together <laughs> Ba-doom-ch Hey <laughs> We had a boost from Bully Steed 10101 sets For pod first she says Many good ideas, nugs, in tonight's show. I hear DeLorean nodding her head. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, you should make an, an I don't know, a little jingle or a little 
something you press and it, it signifies DeLorean nodding her head in agreement. Maybe like, and a, like a creaky comfort. hinge. Could you just have a creaky hinge button? Creaky. Aww. That sound that Nadja makes. <laughs> yes, that's very you. Her agreement noise? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, there's so many moments where I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like when she meets her uh, ghost. Oh my God. And they just like hit it off so well. <laughs> I'm like, that would be you and your ghost. Yeah. Yeah, and then no. having the doll. You're like, yeah. oh my God, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, that's very you. Being like both surprised and like pleased <laughs> by it. Delighted, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, this is me and Make Heroism's big plan, plot, we scheme. We saw what we do in the shadows, and we were like, okay, we need more episodes of this. What can we do? What can we do? Oh, okay, we're going to plop this show in Spencer and Lorian's lap, and here we are. We're getting more. We're getting more exposure to these characters that we like. Yeah, yeah. More fang for your buck, or your sats, I guess, <laughs> in this case. <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah. they are your relationship. It's great. Oh, dude, it's really funny. <laughs> and as individuals, I, yeah. <laughs> Never before have I really related to characters, but this one just fucking kills me. There's some that I like a lot, you know, like <laughs> some that like speak to me. I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's always hilarious. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I like identifying with like, oh, I can. That's so relatable what he just said. <laughs> He's so whimsical and dark. At the same time. My darling. <laughs> mm, yeah, I just kind of feel it. <laughs> when, like, oh, when when Nadia's like, oh, this is this guy's last night. And she like lifts her dress up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, sorry, Laszlo. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck And then they're me. just always horny together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So, they're both equally horny. They're just so horny. Insatiable. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm watching the chat for the ISO. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Why well, insatiable every time we get together? I feel like we could just go until fucking Tuesday night's show and then we'd have to kick you off, but <laughs> it's it's past the two hours, like in a blink of an eye. Oh, yeah, look at that. How'd that happen? Fucking crazy. Crazy. We're having fun. Like we always do with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks again, you guys, for... uh, Existing. Coming in and, uh, (laughs) you know, adding your spice to this bowl of chili. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice warm bowl of chili. I fucking love it. It's great stuff. It's just getting better all the time. Thank you, guys. Hell yeah. Thank you, bowlers, too, for chilling out. Yes, thank thank all the bowlers. Bless them. Ooh, and become a bowler scout. Ooh. Coming near you. Wait, what? Bowler badges, uh, they're they're currently in the works. Because this has just been brought to my attention. So, in your mind's eye. Yeah. It's in the works. I'll have to hammer out the requirements for the ranks, but you know. We'll figure something out. It's too good of an idea to just only talk about. Bullers, we'll be back at it on Tuesday night. You know where to find us. Stream.bowlafterbowl.com. For the live show, 
right after DH Unplug wraps up on the Mighty No Agenda stream. Or anytime, anywhere in your favorite podcast app from nudepodcastapps.com. Because that's how we roll. And throughout it all, I roll as Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I roll as Dame DeLorean. I am rolling back the clocks and excited to be here. Bye-bye, Mary-Kate Ultra. And I'm going to go roll one up as make heroism. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. This is a result of that. Any sex song will do, man. Why don't you shift a little bit? Move that ass. If you like that boost, wait till you see what happens next. No matter what I say, it draws controversy. My old man is a scumbag. Get a grip! Dope smoking. Lots of weed. Let's blame it, let's blame it, let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Pot smoking bum. What are you doing, gang? All that you gotta do is just ask them questions and listen to what they have to say and shit. What? What? I'm a supporter of human beings. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. That's a bowls. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl after bowl.com.